Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Superpowered Fancast. Uh, this is Darren. Um, once again, another solo episode. We're going to have some more interviews coming up. We're going to have a special episode coming up where it's uh, me, um, my significant other, my, my, my beautiful wife, Regina, and some of her friends. And we're going to be talking about uh, this season of Game of Thrones. And so that's, that's, that's going to be interesting, especially because all of our emotions are on edge. Uh, waiting for the finale tonight um, but I'm going to hold off and we're going to talk about it in an upcoming episode now also at the end of next week I will be in Atlanta for Dragon Con 2017 so expect me to do a couple of episodes from there or just have some information from there but I'm hoping to get a lot of content that I can put on either the podcast or I can put on the YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube, look for Superpowered Fancast, or I can put on uh, the website, superpoweredfancast.com. Uh, once again, to everyone who's been following uh, the, the podcast, I, of course, want to say thank you so much. I mean, I really appreciate uh, everyone who's been, who's been listening, um, who's been talking about it. Uh, I am really, uh, appreciative to to all of you to to everyone um to everyone who goes to the to the website to superpoweredfancast.com thank you as well everyone who has um read or shared um content either on uh facebook you can find us on you can find me on facebook at facebook.com slash superpoweredfancast or anyone who has uh tweeted out uh, or re- retweeted um, articles that I've put up. Anyone who's commented on those articles, I really appreciate uh, all of you and all of your contributions. It's it's really uh, inspiring me to keep going forward, to keep moving forward, just finding stories that, finding and talking about stories that not, lo- not only do I enjoy, but it looks like some of you all enjoy as well. And I, I absolutely am open to and want feedback from you. So you let me know, well, like, what... Uh, what stories you like? What things would you like to talk about? What things would you like me to talk about? And uh, and I'm absolutely open to, to getting that information and, and disseminating it. I I do a lot of research throughout the day. I look for stuff and I love just having new avenues to, to go down, new roads to travel, new content to look up. I would love to be able to find some new entertainment choices, things that I wouldn't even imagine that I would like. And I want to hear those from you. Like, I want to know about like, what, uh, what comics are you into? What TV shows do you, do you love that excites you? What, what movies are, are interesting to you coming out? Or have you already seen just make me recommendations? I really want, I, I love, uh, pop culture so much. I want to be able to be engrossed in as many things as possible. And I'm open and interested in learning new things. So any of those new things that you have, uh, do me a favor and definitely let me know. So on this uh, on this solo episode, I think what I'm probably going to end up doing is just kind of just kind of recapping uh, the news, uh, the recent news, as it were. And just the other day, I say probably the 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 story I'm going to talk about first is is kind of a bittersweet one. It's a sad one, but um, today uh, director Toby Hooper died at age 74 now if you don't know who toby hooper is and you should he's an amazing director he um he is the creator the writer director of the original texas chainsaw massacre in um 
1974. It's just an amazing uh, film. And I mean, it was before my time, but when I finally got introduced to it, I was so engrossed in what a great story it was that, you know, it just, it was uh, amazing um, to see. And it was, uh, it was scary and disturbing, but intriguing at the same time. It just visually just, just, just stunning. So that was one of my favorites. And then he went on to, um, now I'm a huge Stephen King fan. So he went on to do uh, the mini, the television miniseries of Salem's Lot in 79. And, which is still considered one of the best. And he also, in, in 82, he did one of, another, one of my favorite films, um, Poltergeist. Now, I know there's a lot of uh, controversy about who really directed Poltergeist. Was it, I mean, there was, I heard there were clashes on set between um, uh, Hooper's vision and Steven Spielberg's. And uh, so it'll be, but my opinion, it's a Toby Hooper film. And I, uh, I really enjoyed it. So that's, that's definitely one of the, um, it's, you know, he, he lived a long life. He, he's done, he did a, he did a huge, a huge thing. He, he kind of reinvented, uh, parts of the horror genre. Um, and he, he's definitely one that's going to be missed. And I it would just be remiss if I didn't talk about what a great, uh, director he is and, and continued working. I mean, literally worked up until, uh, 2013 is like his last movie was was a movie uh, a, a supernatural thriller called Jim, so definitely go and check it out. Like have a resurgence of Toby Hooper, like Invaders from Mars, like all of those uh, films that he did. Those are they were so great visually. I'd love to be able to, I'd love for people to to kind of rediscover uh, Toby Hooper uh, cinematically because I think he's a, I, I think he's a great director. So um. What next in the news today? So all of your favorites uh, from Lucasfilm and Disney—they're um, they're they're bringing something new to to fans, to Star Wars fans specifically. Um, at the end of well, September first through third, uh, in honor of Force Friday, as we this this is going to be a uh, Force Friday two because the first Force Friday was in was in twenty fifteen. Uh, for Force Friday two, uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are uh, doing a augmented reality game. So it's kind of like a Pokemon Go for uh, Star Wars fans. So you get, uh, so if you go to a starwars.com slash find the force, I'm going to put the link in the, uh, in the description of this episode. So you'll be able to, uh, so you'll be able to find it. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm not sponsored by, uh, by Star Wars or Lucasfilm, although I'd love to be fingers crossed, but, um, but I just think it's a cool idea. Um, they're doing a, uh, an augmented reality treasure hunt. And the first part has already happened where you've got, you know, a, a message from general, uh, Leia, uh, uh, talking about how she needs your help and you know how that always starts. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be going on through like thousands of retailers across multiple countries. So it's, it just seems like it's going to be just a huge push for um for Star Wars in honor of uh in honor of the next uh film the last jedi and just as a as a just a, a thing for f- for fans of Star Wars uh to get into so i think that's going to be a, a fun thing for for everyone involved 
So I can't wait to, to see that going forward. Now, kind of staying in the world of, um, of Disney, uh, Marvel and ABC are developing a new drama. Uh, now, they already have um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, and they've got uh, Marvel's Inhumans uh, coming this fall after its uh, theatrical run in IMAX. Now, this isn't the first time that they that you know Marvel and ABC have have, uh, have tried to make another uh, new show. Um, I think it was maybe what a year, year, uh, a year or two ago. Um, they tried to spin off Agents of Shield uh, to a series called Marvel's Most Wanted, starring um, uh, you know having uh, Mockingbird uh, as the main uh, as as the lead, but it didn't really pan out. But it looks like now they're um, they're going for, and this is this is, you know, the internet's worst, not mine, but a Jessica Jones esque drama for ABC, and which is an interesting premise. I don't know if um, you know if, if they can if ABC is going to necessarily have something that dark. I mean, they haven't. You know, their their prime time has gotten a little bit you know more adult with a lot of the Shonda Rhimes shows, but. Uh, but honestly, like Jessica Jones was originally in development at ABC in 2010 before they passed on it. So why would, um, why would the, uh, the, why would, you know, Karen Zreik, um, from Marvel television kind of want, uh, another Jessica Jones type show or Jessica Jones ask, but you know, you never know, I guess they, they see the success of the net of the Marvel Netflix shows and they kind of, and they want to build their own kind of content and and i'm sure this is uh part of this is also the precursor to a new uh streaming service like a marvel streaming service like dc is doing so you know we'll see but uh as far as it goes i'd say like my choices would be you know i don't know who has the rights but if marvel has the rights i would say do like a spider woman series a jessica drew series just because she you know She's such a dynamic character that she has the ability to just kind of like it, it can be both like an action series and a spy drama. Like you have that dynamic together or do Jennifer Walters do a She-Hulk series. I mean, you know, you're you're Disney, you're ABC. I, th- I think you may be able to scrape the uh, the budget together to to do some, you know, do some special effects or just not even have to just uh, special effects to have her be She-Hulk. I think that'd be awesome. So in other casting news, um, there has been a, a new casting announcement for the um, for the speaking of DC Comics streaming service uh, for the streaming service uh, show, which I don't know why the streaming service does not have a title yet, but for their show Titans based on the comic book Teen Titans, their live action series, they have cast Anna Diop. I'm hoping I'm saying that last name correctly. Uh, as Starfighter, as uh, Coriander, <laughs> which, you know, not the Spice, but the Tamaranian princess. So she is a veteran of television on um, series from like The Messengers, Greenleaf, and 24 Legacy. Uh, so she will be uh, playing Cory. And already uh, the internet's kind of, uh, you know, breaking off in factions of, <laughs> you know, People with the ridiculous argument that um, that <laughs> that Starfire is white, considering that Starfire is orange and an alien. 
So that's been definitely entertaining to watch uh, from a fan perspective. But um, what else is going on in the news? So uh, for the longest time, Channing Tatum has been attached to star in in the movie Gambit uh, based on the Marvel comic series. Now, it's been, you know, kind of slow going as far as the development on the on the movie goes. I mean, the film has gone through its share of uh, writers and directors. Most recently, uh, Doug Liman from the uh, Born Identity movies was was attached and he's left. Like, then he was attached to, you know, the uh, Justice League Dark movie and he left that. So it's um, so it's it's still a little bit up in the air. But in an interview with uh, Hey You Guys, uh, Channing Tatum uh, said that the Gambit movie is starting from scratch and it's using both Logan and Deadpool as um, as inspiration. So it looks like they're kind of they're going to go for something a little bit more, a little grittier. Um, I'm not sure what that means. I mean, I mean, Gambit is, you know, he's. He's a, he's a fun character, but he's always been kind of like a little bit of a rogue. So maybe they're going to kind of go for uh, that dynamic. And if they do, it'll be interesting to see uh, how it goes. And speaking of Deadpool, so Ed Screen, who played Ajax in the first Deadpool movie, um, is has been cast in the uh, in the new Hellboy reboot. Uh, he's been in the movie, which was previously titled uh, Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen. Um, is a reboot. Uh, it's going to star David Harbour as Hellboy. Uh, Mila Jovovich uh, is playing the Blood Queen. Ian McShane is playing Professor Broom. Uh, Ed Screen is playing a another uh, character from the comics, a BPRD um, officer uh, named Ben uh, Daimio. Um, what's interesting and probably a little bit controversial is the fact that Daimio in the comics is Japanese. So it's going to be, um, you know, people are, are, you know, up in arms about the fact that, uh, they've cat that they're, uh, kind of whitewashing the role. Um, I'm kind of a little bit with them. Like I don't, there's a difference between kind of casting a casting a role based on talent and casting a role that, you know, is, is ethnically, you know, um, significant and it's and the fact they're kind of going with uh that that they've made no explanation for it that's fine i mean i'm i'm not one of those people that's i'm gonna get uh so up in arms that i'm gonna you know protest but you know this is kind of indicative of you know of, of hollywood so we'll you know they'll they're gonna do things the way they do them it's just a question of whether or not how long can they do that without there being uh backlash from a, a growing community of people who are just, you know, who have the buying power to just not see them, not see the movie. So I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Ed Screen. I think he's a great actor. Um, uh, we'll see how he does in the role. And, uh, because I'm, I'm still on board with seeing a new, uh, Hellboy film. So, uh, another thing. So, you know, all the conversations that people have had about uh, having like huge directors taking on uh, comic book films. Um, we're kind of getting like a step closer to that. Uh, Martin Scorsese is going to produce a Joker origin movie for Warner Brothers. 
Now, I don't know how I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence about this. It's it's an interesting premise simply in the fact that, you know, you got the director of like Goodfellas and Mean Streets. You know, you're someone who knows the gritty underbelly of a city uh, producing a film about uh, about, you know, the Joker kind of coming up in the criminal underworld. I think it can work. Uh, I'm not, you know, completely on board with a lot of stuff, but that's also kind of leading me into my next uh, thing. And that's Warner Brothers is making some weird choices. And it's just weird to me. I don't know if it's weird to anybody else, but I don't understand why they're kind of going all in on Joker and Harley Quinn as, you know, just in, in the movies. Cause it seems like they're just making, they're just making decisions to make a bunch of Joker and Harley Quinn movies. There's going to be a Joker standalone movie. Then there's going to be a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Then there's Gotham City Sirens who's going to star Harley Quinn. Then there's going to be a, I mean, it's just, I'm sure there's going to be like a Harley Quinn origin film. It's just, it just seems like they're going all in on Joker and Harley and it's going to be, and besides like Suicide Squad 2, it's just that they're, they're interesting characters in contrast to the person that they're fighting. They, I've never really been that interested in them kind of on their own besides the one storyline being mad love. It just seems to me like like the producers got a like read mad love and decided to build an entire uh universe around it, which is just you know, which is in my opinion is just not sustainable. I mean it's an interesting premise for a film, but it just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like it's something that's going to, you know, last for a long time. So, I mean, but what do I know? I mean, I'm just the guy who, I'm the guy who consumes the stuff. I'm not the guy who makes it. They may have a whole plan mapped out that I don't know about. And then I would hope that they do. But, you know, as much as I love DC Comics, as much as I love Warner Brothers, like the for some reason, just something between the two of them is not meshing on a film, from a film perspective. And I, I need them to kind of get that, get that, get that together just because I'm such a huge fan. So my last two stories before I kind of get myself, you know, before I back away and get myself mentally ready for this uh, 80 minute um, Game of Thrones uh, season finale before the final season is I want to talk about uh, two more stories. The first one is uh, the first bit of uh, again, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Now, the first um, reviews of it are starting to come out. Uh, the 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 Stephen Stephen King's it, um, the big screen uh, movie coming out, and thankfully they've been they've been positive. Now I don't look to critics uh, as you know the touchstone of whether or not I should go see a movie or not, and I've you know pseudo become a fu- a film critic doing this. So don't you know? So only thing I can so only thing I can tell you as it as a critic as a nascent critic is. It's just an opinion. It's my opinion. It is not designed to, in any way, shape, or form, influence what you go see in the films. But it is nice to see both a Stephen King adaptation and a horror film get some positive feedback, and and that's been interesting. Like um, uh, Anthony uh, Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly said, uh, is quoting, say, I'm quoting him saying, "I think it's one of the finest Stephen King adaptations ever made." Um, it also delivers into the grief and anger kids feel when they realize those who should love and protect them do the opposite. So that's, that's interesting. You got, uh, Eric Davis from Fandango, uh, calling it creepy, bloody, super funny. Um, 
and hands down among my favorite uh, movies of the year. So that's 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 high praise, especially for a horror film and a and a Stephen King adaptation. So um, and then you have uh, you, you have uh, Luis Alvarez uh, who's saying that you know that they made something terrifying with the heart. So that's that's something that uh, again just just makes me excited to go see it because every summer I have read Stephen King's it I'm reading it right now I'm not necessarily actually reading the open book but I have it with me when I'm not listening to the audio but I have the the audio book I've been listening to I'm literally uh, if you go to audible and again I'm I'm not sponsored by audible but I love uh, I love using audible the um, the version of uh, Stephen King's it read by Stephen Weber is amazing i absolutely love that version and i'm listening to it right now in fact i've almost completed it i'm thinking maybe like three hours i have like three hours left uh so that'll be my commute to work in the morning uh back and forth and uh my lunch break so it's it's gratifying to see that um that it is getting that kind of uh getting that kind of reaction because like i said i'm a, I'm a huge fan of the story and I like the fact that it looks like they're kind of cutting that movie into two and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, uh, what's next, uh, especially when, you know, they, when the losers grow up. So, uh, one of the last things I'm going to talk about is, is, uh, is some comic news and it's about, you know, I, I keep talking about metal and I'm, I may just go ahead and save, I'm, I'm going to save a lot of this stuff for just a, just a huge metal, um, episode. I think that I may just do like an hour on metal from like everything from, uh, from the pre, from like the, the, the preludes to the, to the first couple of issues, just to kind of bring everybody up to speed. But, um, if you go to, uh, the geeks worldwide, uh, at, uh, www.thegww.com or superpowerfancast.com, um, you're going to be able to see, um, information on the Batman, the Batman doppelgangers from the, uh, dark multiverse. Uh, the first one being the leader, uh, of the, of the dark, uh, Batman who, uh, who is, um, called the Batman who laughs, uh, which is like a hybrid of, uh, the Batman and the Joker, but you got other ones coming up. Uh, you got Batman, the red death. It's like what would happen if, you know, Batman had, uh, the Flash's uh, Speed Force powers, uh, Batman the Dawnbreaker, this is a Batman with a green lantern ring, so uh, Batman the Drowned, you've got like so many different versions of um, Batman coming forward, so it's going to be interesting to see how not only um, Batman deals with um, some of his greatest fears brought to life, but how the rest of the Justice League deals with having to take on <laughs> having to take on a a version of Batman with their powers. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, well, like I said, thank you again for listening, uh, to the, to the podcast, for going to the website, for subscribing, uh, please, uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear going forward. Um, you can find me on my website, superpoweredfancast.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at superpoweredfan. Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube. You can actually find this episode on YouTube uh, at uh, just go to YouTube, search for Superpowered Fancast, and subscribe. Um, 
or you can uh, just everywhere that you you listen uh, to podcasts, you can find me. You can find my my articles and my reviews and interviews on uh, Geeks Worldwide. Maybe uh, the gww.com. Uh, and next week will be the uh, Game of Thrones season, uh, just kind of season uh, recap, where we just talk about this the entire season of Game of Thrones, and we kind of speculate on where it's going. Uh, where it's going, where we want it to go, what we want to see in the final season. Uh, so for superpower fancast, Oh, you know what? You can, you can always reach me, uh, at superpower fancast at gmail.com. You can always email me, uh, things as well. And, and I will, uh, I will answer them. So for uh superpower fancast, uh, this is Darren, uh, saying, see you next week. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!